welcome to the rewrap for Wednesday. All the best bits from the Mike Hosking breakfast on News Talk ZB in a sillier package. I am Glenn ZB. And this morning, um, uh, is the government looking to borrow too much to deliver on its promises? And if they are, is that a problem? As Simon Bridges wants to be the government, I don't know how much he's planning on borrowing, but he looks back at the year in politics with Mike. Uh, Queensland Olympic, uh, uh, Olympic bid. Yeah, they're looking to, to host the, the world's biggest bunch of weird games. And, I guess it's a weird place, so they may as well do it. And then uh, the best lifestyle, where do you go to find that? Uh, no prizes for guessing because you'll probably guess it straight away. Uh, but before any of that, uh, these uh, DHB appointments, what the hell's going on here? I now have serious doubts of the DHB review, which you may remember was announced early in the government's tenure and slated to last the spectacularly long three years. I have serious doubts that it will actually lead to anything at all, far less what it should lead to, which is a major overhaul of a system that is so antiquated, so amateurish, so wasteful, it's verging on a crime that's been allowed to continue for so many years. Eleven Members on each board. 20 boards. Do the math. Well, 19 boards. One is run by a commissioner. So dysfunctional did it become. Every single one of them is in the red. Every single one of them is in the red. Bleeding money, bar one. The debt is hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars. The service we get in many areas is abysmal, if not non-existent. The queues are growing, along with the dysfunction. There are 209 board members. You believe that? 209 in a country of five million, along with all the wasteful administrative paraphernalia, doing what? Representing their communities, is what the government will tell you. What does that even mean? When a car hits a tree and the ambulance drags you off to the hospital, that's not about your community because it doesn't matter where it happened. It's all the same. It's about doctors and nurses and drugs and theatres and expertise and facilities. That's the forgotten story of health in the public system, fixing people up. Yes, there is the odd part of the country due to ethnic makeup that requires an emphasis on certain areas of specialty, but not many and certainly not enough to require over 200 amateur do-gooders picked on gender and race, not expertise, to justify this farcical practice of politics over good health. And yet the most frustrating part of this is it's all so damn obvious, and yet captured by the ideology they refuse to see it, the thinking is as broken as the system they purport to want to run properly. Yeah, so it seems like a lot of debt uh, is your major DHB issue there. Uh borrowing. Sometimes it's the solution though. I think that's what Mike thinks anyway. This is all very confusing. Our debt is close to 20% of GDP which is very low. We have become accustomed to ongoing and at times reasonably large surpluses. We have weathered the GFC and the Christchurch quake and still managed to run the books in the black while continuing to pay down the remaining debt. Very very few countries run their economy like that. That, sadly, is about to change. And yes, you can mount a good argument to say spending can be good, depends on what you spend it on, of course, but the world is in the middle of an infrastructural splurge right now, so what we're up to isn't abnormal, nor indeed is borrowing money. I mean, most of the world borrows money never to repay it. It's a financial cancer, basically, that will one day get us all. But most people don't care. You will note the British election isn't being fought on their deficits, nor has it ever, nor will America's next year. In Australia this year, they promised a surplus as part of their campaign, but largely got laughed at. No one believed it. No, the punter isn't interested in something as dry as debt. That's why when the 400 million came out the other day, no one asked where the money was coming from. They just took it. And that is the political power of the Robertson speech today. It depends also, by the way, on not just what he's spending it on, like rail v roads, but also how big the package is. I mean, are they going for broke? Are they going to make your eyes water? 
Or is all of this basically noise? Given the state of the economy, the fact they've run it down and run out of money in the process, my guess is actually the former. They've got nothing to lose. They'll throw money at you in a Christmas-type extravaganza. It is the interface between bad economics and good politics. You solve your problem with somebody else's money. And if it ever gets repaid, that'll be someone else's problem many years down the track. So uh, that's... Mike being critical of Labor's economic policy. He's not the only one. We had Simon Bridges in this morning for, it seemed like, ages. And uh, he was able to have pretty much a free shot at them as well. But then uh, uh, Mike asked him the curly question on why he won't turn his back on Winston just yet. I cannot understand why you don't rule him out. What possible argument can you mount to be associated with him in any way, shape or form. I have said uh, a number of times, i say it again to you, um, the things I've seen, Shane Jones and his bullying behaviour in relation to businesses, I don't think helps New Zealand in any way. Winston Peters and the donation situation looking incredibly murky. These certainly don't make me more likely to want oh, to go course. with these guys. And, and I just say to you, look, it's too soon for me to be coming out and saying we'll do this, that and the but other thing. Next year... I will be clear with you, but the pro- but the problem with it is when you talk about it like this, you back yourself into a corner because if you if you don't rule him out, you then run the risk of ending up with him, well, and then all the questions that go with that. Maybe, maybe not, but we're not in election year right now. I don't think it's the right thing to do. Fr- frankly, if I said to you, Mike, on the show, all right, you know what, you're right. Let's rule out Winston Peters and New Zealand. I think first. a lot of people would applaud, and at least they'd know where it was. They may well do, but it also give the wily old crocodile a cause celeb and I'm not giving him that. You reckon that's what it would be? Look, I think uh, Winston needs uh, and wants a fight. Uh, He is looking for things. He knows actually um, they haven't done a good job on the stuff that matters to New Zealand. He loves nothing more than a conspiracy theory uh, and a distraction and I'm not giving him one this side of Christmas. Oh, And also uh, we might need his uh, MPs come election time to form a government. So... Otherwise, we may not get to be in charge of anything. It's the, the weirdest thing. Surely you get more votes by saying... Uh, anyway, anyway let's, not, let's not go there. Uh, will Queensland get the votes it needs to hold the 2032 Olympics? Seems like a long way off to me. Let me ask you this question. Do you think Queensland could host the Olympics? They're going to have a pop 2032. Queensland to host the Olympic, not the Commonwealth, the Olympic Games. So they signed it off yesterday in Cabinet, the State Cabinet. Uh, they're going to make an official bid if they get federal government blessing. I don't know what that means. I don't know whether a blessing means some sort of financial support as well. Sydney held it, but they held it back at a time when the Olympics wasn't the Olympics. I mean, it was a very long period of time, and they've grown since. My, my summation of the Olympic Games is there's probably only half a dozen cities in the world that could do it successfully these days. One would be somewhere like Los Angeles, probably London, one of your major Asian cities in China, uh, and that would be about it. And we've seen Rio, and we've seen Greece, and there are obvious clusters. I don't know. In Queensland, you'd need to spread it out. The good thing for us, geographically, is you'd have tremendous tourism potential, because certainly some of the people would flow from Australia, and we'd flow to Australia, I would imagine, too. Uh, you wouldn't want to miss an Olympic Games. But... You'd have to spread it right over Queensland. You couldn't just hold it in Brisbane, for goodness sake. But I suppose it's aspirational, isn't it? 
Every now and again, New Zealand comes up with it. Remember a couple of years ago, they said, I reckon we could probably have a crack at the Olympic Games. I don't think so, but certainly if Queensland could do it, anybody could do it. So we'll wait and see what happens. Are we and, still um, going to be here in 2032? This is a long way oh, off. Oh, no, the, the, the water will have risen and it would be hot. It'll be too It'll hot. It'll be mostly too water wet. sports. Too hot, too wet. It'll be all over. Yeah, it'll be fine for the swimming and the high diving and your rowing. All that, all that stuff, that'll be all go. Yeah, sprinting is obviously more of a wading situation. Uh, and your steeplechase, those those uh, watery bits, you know, after the hurdles, are going to be really watery. Uh, maybe better off holding it in Norway. That's where it's just awesome to live anyway. Damn Norwegians. Got the best lifestyle again, yet again, the Scandinavians, big international... Human Development Report Index out this morning. They looked at health, education and income. And those Norwegians, best quality of life in the world, followed by the Swiss. Well, I thought it was the, what was it, the Finns that had, the Finns had something no. last week. No, 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 no. The Finns are now run by a 34-year-old, so that's, oh, they, they, it's all okay. gone downhill. They've all gone woke. The Central like African that. Republic, by the way, lowest life expectancy in the world at 53 years old. If you get to 54, everyone can't believe it. They go, oh my God, he's 54. Uh, the gross national income per head is the lowest in Burundi. You're earning an average of a $1,000 a year. So the official uh, list is as follows. Norway, Switzerland, Ireland. Interesting, Ireland. Germany, Hong Kong. Australia, Iceland, Sweden, Singapore, Netherlands, Denmark, Finland, Canada, where are we, where are we, where are we? Yes, New Zealand, 14th. The UK, the US, Belgium, Liechtenstein, Japan, Austria, Italy, Saudi Arabia, Russia, Turkey. Down the bottom to India. India's 129th. Where's Australia? Australia is uh, sixth, Ugh. and we're fourteenth here, Ugh. and that's quite a difference. I only ever really care if we beat Australia or not. That's yeah, fair enough too. Well, we'll beat them in the cricket, won't we? Or have I spoken too soon? A bit soon. Uh, we'll find out more about that tomorrow, of course. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it amazes me more people don't move to those Nordic countries, those northern, because the populations are relatively low in all of those places still. I think. And yet, everywhere, the, the life is awesome. So they can, you know, there's, there's a despair, if, surely if it was so great, wouldn't everybody be flooding into those places? But instead, they're all in India and in China, the United States. I'm Glenn ZV. Uh, that was the rewrap for Wednesday. Uh, we'll see you back with another one tomorrow. Uh, stay Norwegian. In the meantime.